All right, so this morning I get the privilege to, uh, to lead you guys, to teach you, to pick up in week number four of our series uh, where we've been exploring Jonah and, and what's happening in Jonah's life. And, and today I'm excited to be with you. I hope you guys are excited to be here. And so today, as we jump in, I got something that I wanted to show, share with you. I wanted to put it out there and, and just let it be what it is, okay? All right, so I, I threw this up on my Facebook the other day, and, and I'm the old guy in the room, so I have Facebook. Frank's there with me, right? But I saw this, and I, I thought this was something that was really special because the truth of the matter is, is I think oftentimes the church ignores the Holy Spirit, right? I think oftentimes your age, all right, how many of you guys are ages, let's say, I don't know, 11 to 19 in the room, 11 to 19. If you're 11 to 19, stand up. Stand up, stand up, stand up. That's everybody other than my leaders. Oh, perfect, perfect, perfect. Okay, good, good, good. Look, everybody who's 11 and 19, I want you to read this, and Levi's going to lead you in reading this out loud, okay? So thank you for being a leader, Levi. Read this out loud for me really quick. If you're able to sin without the Holy Spirit convicting. Convicting. That's so good. That's so good. Hey, Levi, sit down. Take, have everybody sit down with you. What does that mean? Really, like, turn to your left or to your right, to your neighbor. What does it mean if you can sin without the Holy Spirit convicting you? What does that even mean? Tell the person to your left or to your right. Okay, so we got some intelligent people in the room, right? So I'm going to go with the guy who's on his phone first and have him talk out loud. Yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, no, it's going to be you this time. It's okay, I love you. It's all right, I love you enough to let you talk today, okay? All right, so tell everybody your name. Jason, Jason, hey, what's it, um, who, who is the Holy Spirit? God. You, you want to elaborate anymore? Just God. You're not wrong. He doesn't really know. Okay, that's okay. It's okay. okay. So the Holy Spirit lives inside of us once we become Christians, right? Do you know that for sure? Cool. I'm not going to ask you if you had, had it happen. I want you to think about it in your heads right now. If you have not asked Jesus to live inside your heart, you do not have the Holy Spirit living inside of you, okay? The Holy Spirit convicts. What does convict mean? He doesn't know. That's okay. It's okay. Good news for you is we actually have some moms in the room today, okay? Now, moms are really good at convicting you, okay? So we're going to slide over and let's find a mom, all right? I think there's probably one good one, um, at least out of the, the three ladies that I'm looking at right here, who can tell us what conviction means. So let's start with possibly the oldest one in the room. So she's been around a little bit, okay? She's possibly, all right, Miss Paula, okay? This is Miss Paula, everybody, yes, yes, round of applause. She is 34 years old. So... Conviction. What does conviction mean? Making you feel really bad for what you've done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Did you hear that? Did you hear her? Making you feel really bad for what you've done. Done. Okay, okay. 
or even not done your thoughts and things like that, the things you've allowed to happen in your life. Now, let's be honest for a second. Every single one of us in this room have messed up. If you have not messed up in the room, I want you to stand up. Do not stand up right now. If you stand up right now, you're in trouble, okay? Here's the truth of the matter. Every single one of us has messed up, and every single one of us, have you ever got caught? You ever got caught? And like, how do you feel when you got caught? Bad. Bad. You feel terrible? Anybody ever feel terrible when you get caught? Being honest in the room. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look to the person to your left or to your right. Share a quick story about that. Quick story. Whoa, whoa. We're not there yet. Give me a minute. <laughs> Love you, kid. Okay, okay, okay. So I don't know why Garrett threw this up there because we're not even close to that yet. But um, anybody brave enough to share a story about when they got caught? Nobody? No, nobody. Who? Malia? No, Malia's not ready for that one yet. She's not, trust me. You know, let me, let me, let me lean into somebody who, you know, I feel like I have a good relationship with. Somebody who I think, like, they can share about when they got caught. Reed, go ahead and tell us about when you got caught, Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I don't, I, something, something appropriate, okay? Something appropriate and something, you've been caught doing something and, and your parents caught you. How'd you feel? What was the, um, the result of said decision? Yep, okay, who caught you? What was that? <laughs> he called you, yes, but did he turn you in? Okay, so he went down with you. Okay, I got you, I got you. So did you, did you, was it a teacher that called you? Yeah. Okay, and so what was the result of that? <laughs> you, had to, you, had to, you had to wash your nose? Windows. He <laughs> had to wash his nose for a week? I've never had to wash my nose for a week. I, just, I thought that was part of just washing my body. Okay, 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 cool, 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 cool. How did you feel when you got caught? Many ways, right? And hopefully you grew from that. He's starting to grow from it right now, okay? He is, he is. Okay, so here's the deal. The Holy Spirit, guys, when it comes inside of us, the truth of the matter is, is that it does convict us. And it gives you, have you ever got that feeling like before you do something, you know it's wrong, you shouldn't do it, and you've got this thing inside of you. It's kind of, um, it's nagging in some ways, right? It's like, hey, don't do this. Don't do this. Like, 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 your life will be better if you don't do this. You guys ever been there? That's what the Holy Spirit is, okay? Here's the thing. Sometimes we become numb to the Holy Spirit because we ignore the Holy Spirit over and over again. I love what Shane has to say right here, though. What, throw that tweet, tweet back up one more time, okay? It's at the very bottom of my notes. There you go. You have to be willing to look at this, okay? If you're able to sin without the Holy Spirit convicting you, I think there's one or two options. And here's what I'm scared of, okay? I'm scared that oftentimes, guys, we've said a prayer, we believe in Jesus, but we don't want to follow Jesus. Okay? Here's, that's not what I want for you guys, okay? I don't want you to know everything about Jesus and not know Jesus. I want you to know Jesus. And I want you to feel the weight of when you're cursing at your friend, Reed, 
I want you to feel the weight of that, okay? Because the Spirit has something to say about that, okay? Do you guys know God has something to say about every decision you make in your lives? Every single decision you make in your lives, God has something to say about it. The reason we tell you, hey, you should probably be praying, you should probably be reading your Bible, the reason we say you should be a part of a D group, you should absolutely be part of a life group, the reason I tell you, hey, find some friends and do life together, it's simply this, because we're better together. We're so much better together. And the Spirit prompts us, the Spirit tells us, hey, listen, listen, I got you. I'm here for you, right? Like, I'm going to help you live your best life. And sometimes what we do is we ignore that Spirit. Okay, But if you can go through life continually choosing to ignore that spirit, then you really do have to ask the question, am I a true follower of God? Do I have the spirit inside of me? Or do I just know the facts? That was Jonah. Jonah, man, he was, he was great. Jonah had made a lot of money being a prophet, everybody. Jonah had. I mean, he got to hang out with kings. He got to speak prophecy into their lives. Last week we discovered that he knew who he was, right? He knew that he served the God of Israel. He knew that he served the great Jehovah Jireh, the God Almighty. And he said, hey, I, I know who I am. I'm just not following this God anymore. I've just decided that instead of listening to what he has to say, I'm going to go my own way. He decided to compromise. He decided to really do his own thing. Here's the beautiful thing about Christianity, the beautiful thing about you guys being here. We all have a choice. We all have a choice whether we're going to follow God or we're not going to follow God. All right? This is laid out for us clearly in the beginning of Scripture here. From the beginning, God has given us a choice. All right? Every single one of us in this room. You see, because love always provides a choice between death and life, between life with God according to his kingdom and life apart from God according to our own little kingdoms. We get to choose which way we want to live. Nobody is forcing you to choose Jesus. I want you to understand that, okay? Even if your parents are telling you, you have to choose Jesus, you have to choose Jesus, you don't have to. This is something that you guys get to choose, okay? However, there is a consequence for not choosing Jesus, for not following him, okay? Listen to this. Deuteronomy chapter number 30, verses 15 through 20 says this. See, I set between you today life and prosperity, death and destruction. For I command you today to love the Lord your God, to walk in obedience to him, and to keep his commands, decrees, and laws. Then you will live and increase And the Lord will bless you in the land that you are entering to possess. But if your heart turns away and you are not obedient, and if you are drawn away to bow down to other gods and worship them, I declare to you this day that you will certainly be destroyed. You will not live long in the land you are crossing the Jordan to enter and to possess. Strange story when we're talking about Jonah, right? Strange thing to think about, but we did just wrap up Moses' life. 
we did just wrap up where God gave the Israelites the promised land, right? And we're going to talk more about that. We're going to pick that back up here in a few weeks in August. But right now, what I want you to think about is this, is that God's giving them a choice. He said, hey, listen, listen, listen. I'm giving you this land. This is the promise that I have offered to your people way back with Abraham, right? But you've got to choose me if you want this land. If you want this thing to work out well, you've got to choose me. As we continue to look at Jonah, we find out that he was willing to die rather than obey God and go to Nineveh. This is the crazy part, right? This is that part of Scripture where you're just like, what? Why would Jonah do this? I mean, if he was such a great prophet, if he was really such a good guy, a, guy, um, a follower of Jesus, why would he do this? And we saw that he was loyal to his nation last week. We saw that he was loyal to, to, to the king, and he knew that what was going to happen when he told the Ninevites what was going to happen. But this was the moment where he was picking up. So check it out. If you have a Bible, Jonah chapter number 1, okay? And we're going to read verses 10 through 15 right here, okay? 10 through 15. <clears throat> I'm going to read out of the NLT. It says this. The sailors were terrified when they heard this. This is after Jonah told them, I'm a Hebrew. I worship the Lord, the God of heaven, who made the land and the sea. For he had already told them that he was running away from the Lord. Oh, why did you do it? They groaned. And since the storm was getting worse all the time, they asked him, what should we do to you to stop this storm? Throw me into the sea, Jonah said. It'll become calm again. I know this terrible storm is all my fault. Instead, the sailors, they rowed even harder to get the ship to land. But the stormy sea was too violent for them, and they couldn't make it. And then they cried out to the Lord, Jonah's God. Oh, Lord, they pleaded, don't make us die for this man's sin. And don't hold us responsible for his death. Oh, Lord, you have sent this storm upon him for your own good reasons. Then the sailors picked up Jonah and threw him into the raging sea. And the storm stopped at once. Let me pray for us. Father God, today I thank you for a chance to be in your word. I thank you for a chance for us to explore just the depths of this. I pray that, Lord, today that God... Not that I'll do a good job, but God, you'll open our hearts to hear exactly from you, God. Maybe it's my words. Maybe it's just something you throw in these students' minds right now. I pray, that, Lord, you will work with your Holy Spirit in connection to the believers' hearts in this room. That, Lord, you will activate that spirit. That, God, they will hear from you. And so, Father, I thank you for that. I thank you for a chance for us to dive in. Be with us here today. And I pray this all in Jesus' name. Amen. So we see this crazy part of the story, right? We see this, this part where, where Jonah's just running. Jonah knows what God has told him, right? Jonah knows that he's got the, God just spoke it into him. Hey, go to Nineveh. Go tell them stop sinning or else. And we see Jonah runs the opposite way. He hops on a boat and he gets in the middle of the sea. We see this storm comes up and this storm is just rocking the boat, right? It says um, they, they drew lots, and, and they finally get to this point of, hey, it's you, Jonah. It's you. Like, you're the one. 
And Jonah, at this moment, I want you to look and see what he does, okay? I want you to, to, to look at Scripture right here and see where he's at. The sea's getting rougher, and they ask him, hey, what should we do to you to make the sea calm down for us? At this moment, okay, I, I'd like to think most of us in the room, when you've gotten in trouble, when you know you've got no other choice, typically... What we do is we ask for forgiveness, right? Right? Think about that time your parents caught you doing whatever it is you weren't supposed to be doing. You probably felt terrible, right? You probably knew there was a consequence that was going to come. But what are the first two words that come out of your mouth? Hopefully it's not buts, okay? It should be, I'm sorry, right? Instead, this is absolutely insane. What does Jonah say? Hey, Jonah, what should we do? We know the storm is your fault. What should we do to stop it? You think if Jonah would have apologized, you think God would just stop the storm? Jesus did, right? We don't know. That wasn't on Jonah's mind, though. Jonah says this, <clears throat> Pick me up and throw me into the sea. What happens when you're thrown into the sea and there's a huge storm? You drown, right? You die. This isn't like rocket science. This is common sense. Instead of turning to Jesus and asking for forgiveness, what Jonah did is he chose to stay in his sin and say, all right, I'm done. Take me out, Lord. And here's the thing. It sounds really silly. It really does, right? Like, like, like really, like, Jake, I love you. I, you're small enough that I could pick you up right now and I could throw you overboard if I needed to, right? Um, if you came out on Wednesday night, we played some kickball. And at one moment, I, I picked up beautiful Micah in the back of the room and took him to this pool and just, um, you know, I, I, I didn't baptize you, but I immersed you into this beautiful thing of water, Right? That's what happened with these guys. Listen, guys, just, just toss me over. Put me out of my misery. Here's the thing. Instead of turning to Jesus and asking for forgiveness, sometimes we choose to continue in our sin, not realizing that it's slowly killing us. Go to that next slide. Go ahead, Garrett. Look at that just for a second. Instead of telling the truth, we lie. And because of that, here's what happens is we start to lose peace. We start to develop a, a guilty conscience, right? We start to become known as a, as a liar. We start to harm our relationships. We start to, to, to really just turn away from God. We start to not look like him, right? To be a, a, a Christian means to be a Christ follower. It means to look like Jesus. It means to, to try to walk in his feet steps, like his, his shoes, right? But oftentimes, here's what happens. We love our sin so much, we start to miss out on everything else. We start to miss out on life. 
And here's what I'm afraid of, is that we can look at this story and we can see Jonah and we see the mistake he's making. We know what's going to happen down the road, but, but oftentimes, here's what happens. In the pursuit of life, we get stuck in the decisions we've made. And sometimes those decisions, they didn't start out as sin, but they've led us into a sinful lifestyle and we feel stuck in them. We don't see a way out. And the only way out we see is death. That's what it was for Jonah. I'm done. You ever told a lie and then you told another lie to cover up that lie? And then you told another lie to continue in that lie, right? And you're just like, how do I get myself out of this? And the truth is, is like, if we would just tell the truth, yes, there's a consequence to the truth, but the truth will set you what? It will. Man, you start feeling guilty. You've got this consciousness. It's like, hey, what are you doing? Stop doing what you're doing. The Holy Spirit will convict you if you are a believer in this room when you're not living the way you're supposed to be living. This is a tough one, right? <laughs> How do we come out of this? Instead of forgiveness, we choose unforgiveness and revenge. Some of us in this room, we've been dealt a hard hand. Some of you guys in the room, man, like, like, Life just doesn't seem fair. And let me be honest, it's not always fair, right? When I think about my own story, right, like when my, my parents giving me up when I was 15, I asked that question, like, God, how is this fair? God, why would you allow this to happen to me? I, I'm just trying to follow you, God. Why would you let this happen? But if I sit in that, if I just stay in that misery, guess what happens? I start to drown myself. I start to drown myself with all these other negative things that are going on around me. And for some of you guys, that, that's kind of where you're at. And let me be honest, life isn't always fair. However, God's got a bigger plan. And God can use your situation, your story, for his glory if you'll let him. But it's only when you let him. Come and truly take over your life. When you say, God, I don't want this, but God, whatever it is you want for my life, I'll live in it. It's tough. Man, it's tough. Pick me up and throw me into the sea. It'll become calm. He's struggling because here's the thing. He knew God was gracious and a forgiving God. He knew that if the Ninevites repented, God would show them mercy. And Jonah, he didn't want that. Jonah wanted them to be punished. He wanted them to face the consequences. We know this because in Jonah chapter 4, verse 2, it says this. He knows the Ninevites after they repent. God says he doesn't, he's not going to destroy them. He says this. Isn't this what I said, Lord, when I was still at home? That is what I tried to forestall by fleeing to Tarshish. I knew you were gracious and compassionate, God, slow to anger and abounding in love, a God who relents from sending calamity. Jonah would rather die than see the Ninevites live. He'd rather die so that the Ninevites, they'll be punished, so they will also die. He didn't want them to have a chance to receive mercy. 
You see, Jonah knew this. He, he knew the Bible teaches that anyone who repents, God shows them grace. He, he understood that, that God was a God who's full of mercy, who's full of grace, who says, hey, I know you got yourself in a situation that you feel like you can't get out of. That you've been doing some stuff with that boyfriend or girlfriend that, that, that you shouldn't be doing. But I forgive you. Stop doing it. Get out of that relationship. Glorify me once again. Return to me. Let me show you how big my grace is. Let me show you how great my grace is for you. This is it right here. Jonah knows it. Jonah understands the Ninevites. This is a chance for them. He doesn't want them to experience it. Throw me overboard. Let me be done. Let me go down, but let also the hope and dreams of their forgiveness go down with me into the ocean. This is a tough one. You see, that's the beautiful thing about living with Jesus. Jesus is the opposite, right? Jesus, he shows us what love truly is. You know, you would think, um, honestly, as a pastor, like, I, I want to love you all, right? Like, I, I really, like, when you're hurting, it hurts me to see you hurting. When you're not living the way that you should be living, I, I hurt for you. I want to tell you the truth. I want to speak truth into your life. And sometimes you don't like the truth that I speak into your life, and that's okay. Okay? That's what Jonah was supposed to do. Jonah's job was to speak truth to the Ninevites. And instead, he ran away. Jesus came. He was born as a baby, right? Lived the perfect life. And he came to this moment in the Garden of Gethsemane, and we, we, we see this quite often, where Jesus is really feeling the, um, the physicalness of life. He's feeling just this torment in his spirit, and he's kind of he's shook a little bit. And at this moment, he says, he says, God, I don't want this to happen. Father, I don't want this to happen. But if there's no other way, let it happen. He says, hey, take this cup away from me, God, if, if you can, if there's any other way. But, but if there's not, then I got this. See, for Jonah, he wanted them to get what was coming to them. If you think back to week one when I introduced this series, we talked about the gospel. We talked about our enemies. We talked about the people in your life who really you, you don't want to love them. You want them to get what's coming to them. And this is the moment where Jonah really shows who he is. This is his moment where, where he should be shining. And instead, he wants to be drowning. Now just for a minute, let me ask you a question. Thinking back to that person and who you were talking about, who you were thinking about in week one of this study. And if you weren't here, it's the person who, realistically, the person who's just, you can't stand. 
the person who maybe bullies you, the person who has, has done something to you that you really just feel like you can't forgive. If God told you this same exact thing, hey, I want you to go to whoever that is. When I was your age, there was a guy named Cecil. Cecil um, was my middle school bully. Okay, so when I was in middle school, I, he bullied me. And, and man, I couldn't stand Cecil. And, and I mean, he every bit is what his name sounds like, right? And I can remember one day, like, I, I dreaded coming out of, um, I went to public school and, and we had trailers where we'd come out of and go into the main building. And I can remember Cecil being there one day waiting just to just put the pound on me, right? Like, I'm in sixth grade, I'm a, I'm a dork. Um, but I can remember this one kid, his name was Evan. And Evan waited, he came actually with me that day and when Cecil went to do what he normally would do, Evan stepped up and popped him right in the face. It was awesome, right? I mean, I was so appreciative of it. And Cecil didn't do that to me anymore because, you know, Evan said, hey, you mess with him, you mess with me. Here's a beautiful thing, though. Jesus is so much better than that. Jesus is saying, hey, guess what, Cecil? Not only do you mess with him, you mess with me, but you get me. But me, I'm going to change you. You're not going to be this guy anymore. You're going to be completely changed. You're going to experience a love that you've never experienced before. And guys, I didn't get this. Let me be honest. I, I didn't get this when I was your age. My enemy, though. God loved Cecil. God still loves Cecil. He wants him to know how much he loves him. Jonah knew this. Jonah knew God's a God of grace. He's a God of forgiveness. And this is him giving them a chance. Man, I would have wished Cecil would have been kicked out of school. When Evan popped him in the face, it made me so happy. But what if? What if you're the only Jesus your Cecil's ever going to see? What if you're called to go to your enemy? Are you willing to step up and do it? Or are you going to be like Jonah? Go the opposite way. See, Jesus, man, the beautiful thing, he says this in Matthew chapter number 16, it says this. Jesus said to his disciples, if any of you wants to be my follower, you must give up your own way. Take up your cross and follow me. Listen to this part, guys. If you try to hang on to your life, you will lose it. But if you give up your life for my sake, you will save it. Jesus, he offers a completely different way of life. He offers a perfect example of love. And he says, hey, you can do this. 
You can do this through my love. Look at me. When you're struggling, look at what I've done. And I want you to follow in my footsteps. It's a beautiful thing. Jesus, he offers that same mercy, forgiveness that God was offering the Ninevites that Jonah didn't want them to experience. God still used Jonah, though. God, it's so interesting. As I've studied this book, as I've read through this book, it's not a big book. It's so interesting, though, that sometimes we feel like we're disabled because we're not willing to listen to what God does because we're not willing to, to, to fall into the person who we think we should be. And, and God had bare plans for Jonah, right? But what's really cool, and, and Ben and Jordan are going to close out this series over the next two weeks. What's really cool is that, <laughs> if you don't know the rest of the story, a giant fish comes up and swallows Jonah next. He's in that fish for three days, and he gets spit up on land, and he goes to the people, and he tells them, repent, God's going to strike you down. He actually gives them five words, that's it. That's his whole sermon for the whole city. And it says that the whole city is shook to its core. That the whole city realistically repents of their sin and God spares them. And Jonah gets mad. These guys are going to do a good job of explaining that to you here in just a little bit. God's a God of mercy, a God of forgiveness. And even when you mess up, even when you decide to get on a ship and go the opposite way, even when you choose death over what he says. You know our sin is equal to death in Scripture, right? Even when you choose death over and over again and you don't choose Jesus, guess what? He's still standing there saying, come on. I know you can do this. I know you can break these chains. Don't let this sin hold you down. Don't let this death keep you. Lean into me. That's what he's trying to tell us right here. If there's a big takeaway today, it'd be simply this. Die to yourself daily and watch Jesus' life spring up in all sorts of ways. The hard thing, guys, being completely honest with you as I wrap this thing up, is to say yes to God every single day. Myself, your leaders, it's hard. We'll be the first ones to tell you, it's hard, man. It's hard to always say yes to what God wants first. And sometimes we don't make the right choices. But the beautiful thing is exactly what I just said. God still uses us. And God still wants to use you. He's put you around some people for you to have an impact on their world that you'll never understand right now where you are in life. So I want to challenge you. I want you to think about what is it God is telling you to do? Who do you need to share his love with this week? Will it be hard? Yeah, probably so. But who needs the gospel? Who needs to remember or who needs a reminder that God loves them? He created them for relationship with him. And whoever that is, I, I challenge you, 
share that this week. Get uncomfortable. If you don't have anybody in your life to do that with, well, we've got a great opportunity. Three days this week. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Sports and Arts Camp here on campus. 6.30 to 8.30. 220-plus kids will be here to learn a sport, to learn an art. The reason we do that is so we can share Jesus with them. Hey, I think some of you guys have open availability during that time. Come hang out with us. Right? I promise you will not regret this. You don't have to be athletic at all. You don't have to know art at all. You just need to be able to say, hey, you know what? I care about you. And willing to talk to a kid. Willing to spend time. Willing to try to make them laugh. Let Jesus do the rest, okay? I promise it'll change their lives and it'll change your lives. If you want to do that, we've got a meeting tonight at 5 o'clock. It's a leader meeting. If you can't make it, show up tomorrow about 6 o'clock. We'll get you a spot to serve. Okay? Let me pray over you. God, today I thank you for this crazy story. For us just having a chance, Lord, to just explore, Lord, a man's life who we would say is a failure, but God, you were just using it in such a different way. And so many times in my own life, God, I've felt like a failure, and God, I, I feel like I haven't taken the right path, but God, I know you've used me in just many different ways, and, and God, it's not me. You're just working through my life, and so Father, today I pray the same thing for our students and our leaders in here, that God, as we feel like sometimes, God, we just aren't following you the way we should be, I pray that God, today we will lean into this relationship with you, that God, we will lean into just, Lord, the hard things, that God, the people who we don't want to tell about you, God, I pray that God, you'll just convict our heart, God, and just show us what it looks like to really be a living example for you, a true Christ follower. God, for the students in this room, God, who are struggling, Lord, the ones who feel like they'd rather give up right now. God, the ones who have made some decisions that, God, they regret, but it's becoming easier and easier to make that same decision. I pray that, Lord, your spirit will continue to convict them. I pray that, Lord, they won't be able to sleep at night because of how much, Lord, they just start to feel your just spirit awaken inside of them. Lord, convict us of our sins. Show us the right way. Don't let us choose death over you. Don't let us choose Satan over you. God, I, I pray that, God, you'll just continue to work in our lives. Lord, we pray right now for Sports and Arts Camp this week. We pray that, God, many lives will be changed because, God, you showed up this week. Not because of anything we do, but, God, because of what you do. We thank you for a chance to do this. Lord, I thank you for how much you love us, how much you show this throughout Scripture, God, and throughout our lives. Let us know you better. And I pray this all in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. Love you guys. Come out tomorrow. Come out tonight. We'd love to have you hang out with us.